Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast with Noyes Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. Hey, come and join us for these Art Talk Live podcasts. We're recording them live at Noya's Art Gallery now. And you can come in and you can see the art and sit in a room full of art. And you can also hear artists talking about their art. Um, just do that. Any second Friday from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. We do two hours of interviewing and just talking about art. <laughs> so bring along a little lunch, bring a friend, and just enjoy as much time or as little time as you can. We hope that you will join us. And with me today is Shannon Dumas, who's going to be talking about her time here at Noise Gallery. Um, this is her second interview because her medium has changed a little bit and, and she's um, moving in a new direction. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for coming in, Shannon. And you bet. Shannon works with natural wools. Yes. And does hats mostly. Now, yes. she's got other options. We'll talk about that. But first, tell us the first time you remember thinking of yourself as an artist. Gosh, uh, that probably happened about the time that. Um, I mean, I always painted, enjoyed painting and, and drawing, and did a lot of that. Uh, so throughout uh, my years raising kids and working and all the things that you do when you're trying to survive as a young person, but never took off with the art, just did it as a hobby, part-time, fun, kind of a relaxing thing. But toward the, uh, when I, when I retired out of real estate, which is a very left brain function, uh, I really was determined to do something with my, uh, creative side. And that's when I started really focusing on that piece of it and uh, sure enough um, you know as way leads to way I ended up uh, not only loving it but getting good response from it as well so and that was primarily painting primarily painting and drawings mm -hmm. I did a lot of drawings as well working with graphite and such so with your new shift to the wool hats tell us about that okay well that came about because um, in the uh, early 2000s, we purchased a bunch of alpaca, and we had uh, a little uh, alpaca ranch, had 11 of them, and they were just the cutest things you ever saw. Uh, and basically, at that time, it was just the buying and selling of the animal. It's, that's how you know money exchanged hands. But in the process, every spring you have to have them shaved. Every spring, you know, you just have to. So I had all this fiber, just tons of fiber. It was starting to accumulate, and I didn't really know what to do with it. You know, I just didn't. It's like I don't knit, and, uh, you know, I don't crochet. I don't do anything like that. So I, I was like, well, and I didn't really have the desire to do those things either, you know, because my daughter is a beautiful crocheter, but it just wasn't in me, you know, to, to sit and do that. So it's like, well, what else can I do? Well, this lady was offering this hat class for like cowboy hats or, you know, just basic hat class. And I thought, hmm, it was a felting class, wet felting. 
So I took it and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, hmm, I could, you know, this is something I could do with this, all this fiber I've accumulated. But uh, those were very basic hats. And I got my husband involved to help me because it's, you know, it's a lot of work. Felting is actually turns out to be a lot of work. Uh, but sometimes there'd be a mistake made, like, cause you, you start out making hoods and then from the hoods is when you, you start doing the shaping. Well, sometimes, you know, the fiber would be just so thin and, you know, cause it's, it's like that fiber is because it's hand manipulated and stuff. It can be a little, little heavy in some spots, a little so, uh, shorter in others or a little thinner. And sometimes it'd be so thin that you, it's like, ah, oh, you can see through this. <laughs> I mean, like, hold it up to your eye and look through it like it's a telescope, you know? So that's when the hats I make now took on a life of their own. Because I would take these mistakes and go, what can I do with this mistake, right? Because I'm, I'm so frugal. I hate to waste anything. <laughs> I really just, I don't want to just toss it. So uh, took that mistake and started playing with it on a block. And from that, I developed these really adorable hats for women. I mean, just adorable. And I didn't know they would be adorable. I didn't know what to expect. They looked pretty cool on the mannequins. You know, I'm like, this is a cool looking little hat. The test was taking it out into the market and seeing what women thought of them. Had no idea what to expect. And they were so well received because they're adorable on. <laughs> they are. You know? They are. They just, women put them on and their face lights up because it's just, it just, they beautifully frame the face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, oh, hello. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's when it, that was back in uh, like 08 to about 2012. I was doing it out of alpaca. Mm -hmm. And alpacas really uh, very tedious to felt, just really a hard fiber to felt because it is so, for lack of a better word, it's slimy. It's slimy to work with. It just moves through your fingers and the whole thing uh, so easily that that's why these mistakes happen because it's not a very stiff fiber. The fiber that I, sh I shifted to, I shifted to, um, I took a, about an eight year break because I just, it was too too much pain after a while to keep going with alpaca. But then I uh, came to Noyes, thought, um, you know, I had my flat art, but I also knew that in the back of my head that I could do fiber art. And I'd never worked with Morena wool. So I ordered some Morena wool and I thought, let's see how this works out. Well, the Morena wool is just as soft. Um, what you look for in these types of things is what, what we call no itch factor and it deals with the micron of the animal. So, um, you know, sheep can be as high as 30 microns or as low as 16 microns. You get down into those low microns, that 16, you know, 18 and below, and you can't even felt them. They're, so, they're just so soft, they're just a mess. But if you can get it below 20, there's no itch factor. So it doesn't, you know, because a lot of people, oh, I'm allergic to wool but there's no itch factor if you can get your microns below 20. So the hats I do typically run right around 19 microns. So they're very soft and they're, it's much easier for me to work with than the alpaca was. And I'm not exactly sure why. The other thing with alpaca is they have what's called guard hair. And it's like long, it's almost like what dogs have. It's, it's um, these long 
un, um, unfeltable pieces of hair. They're, they're just long, uh, maybe three inches or you know two to three inches, and they're inside of the wool itself. So when you're trying to felt, they don't felt. And so this guard hair, when you're done, you, you're dealing with that as well. You don't have that with the merino wool. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I've learned about merino wool is how breathable it is. I mean, you can literally wear these hats all the way from, uh, you know, early fall into very late spring. You can even wear them in the summer. I've worn them in the summer as well because they breathe right through the top of, of the head. But they're fascinating. It's just a fascinating thing because they can, um, they can uh, keep you warm in the winter, but they also keep you cool and comfortable in the spring, late spring, summer. I've worn my hats uh, almost all year round. And I have a hard time though having people be, take an interest in them in the summer because they are wool. So people are like, oh, it's wool, I don't know. But honestly, you can wear them almost year round and they're very durable, easy to keep clean. They're just, it's just an amazing, you know, Sheep are amazing. I just love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never imagined I could learn so much about wool. That is a fabulous, fabulous history. It is. And wool has been a staple of garments for hundreds and hundreds 10, of years. 10,000 years. Yes. 10,000 years was when the first felted products started coming out. Mm -hmm. That's how long this particular craft has been around. Well, you're talking very much about your creative process in trying to get to a product or an idea mm -hmm. and when you look at your hats they are so beautiful organic creative they're asymmetrical often where you know one side may have a lot of ornamentation and really cool manipulation of the wool and the other side very simple and uh Beautiful. Describe your hats better than I can. Well, you've done an, an, a wonderful job um, explaining it. The idea is with these hats that you can wear them more than one way. A lot of times I do have a hat style that I do. It's a brimmed hat. Uh, and with the brimmed hats, they're pretty much just worn one way because, you know, brimmed hats are like that. But these other hats that you're talking about that are more asymmetrical, they literally can be turned just a half turn and have a, a whole different look. So if you're feeling really, you know, festive and you want to, you know, go out in the world and, and, you know, pop and wow and people go, hey, you know, look at you, you look good. Or if you just want to be casual, you're standing in the snow and you just want to make sure that your head is, you've got the framed um, face with a, a little bit of a brim to protect you from the elements, they can do that as well. So they're just... Um, they're likened to uh, what women wore back in the 20s, the cloches, but definitely with a twist because of, of um, the fact that they can be turned to get uh, a totally different look with each quarter turn. And sometimes people turn it quarter turn and they'll go, eh, that's not for me. They'll turn mm -hmm. it again and go, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that looks good on me. You know, and then they do it again, and it just works its way around like that. And so each hat has its own little individual flair based on the woman that purchases it. Mm -hmm. So when you purchase a hat, um, one of these hats, it's like, it's your hat. There's not another one like it. Mm -hmm. There'll never be another one like it. And the style of the hat, the reason you picked that particular one was because 
you know, it was perfect for you, for your face symmetry, um, you know, for your smile, for the color of your eyes, whatever. Because I do use a lot of different colors in my Yes, in my and process. the color blends are really very beautiful. I, Thank you. I feel like you could pick out a hat that may go with several different coats or that's, several different scarves. That's it. That's yeah. the plan. And do you naturally dye your own then I do not um, and I the reason I don't is because that would just the process on its own takes a while sure. and if I added the dyeing on top of that I wouldn't get <laughs> I'd only bring like you know four to market you know because it would take a lot of work and a lot of time mm -hmm. I have someone out of Texas that she does she brings her wool in uh, from like New Zealand and Australia and places like that where you can that, that's what they specialize in over there in, in those countries and and then they do the dyeing and they do such a beautiful job that I'm like why would I bother you know because their colors are always vibrant and gorgeous and um, well you know, you know how to put them together like, though <laughs> well thank you it's not just uh, in slap together color effect you have some very beautiful pattern and subtleties also at the same time. Well, the other thing that's very interesting about m the majority of my hats is that I incorporate just a little bit of silk. What I will do is go and go on the hunt, uh, usually at either a thrift store or a, um, you know, a store that sells used upscale clothing and hunt down the silks. I mean, it's, it's, you know, most of our clothes today are throwaway. You know, they're polyesters, and, and they're just two or three seasons. It's really hard to get your hands on pure, you know, silk clothing. Um, so it, it becomes like a real hunt for me. But I'll find these fabrics that are these, these silks that just have wonderful patterns in them. And I don't need very much. I just need a small piece. And you really can't even see what the actual design is of the silk because that's not the purpose. The purpose is to give it texture. So if a silk has paisley shapes on it, the only certain things will pop out about those shapes. And that's one thing that I absolutely love. Uh, I've got like in one of these hats that I've got here today, um, I've got one that does have paisleys and circles and sparkles and you can barely see it, but, but there's something different about that particular area. And so I love working with the silk and adding it that they call that Nuno felting. It's actually got a name. Um, and then the other thing that I love to use is bamboo. Believe it or not, bamboo fiber is bamboo fibers and recycled silk fibers are also run through this hat in different locations. So you can um, you can see all these squiggly lines and, you know, the the kind of like the flare, how it flares up over the top and into the crown of this hat. That's all done with either a silk fiber or a bamboo fiber. And that's giving the surface a little bit different texture. Exactly. Uh, and some of it's a visual texture. Some of it is an actual tactile texture, too. Yes, and there's shine. Ban the reason I love mm, working I with bamboo and with the, uh, and the silk is that they are shinier than the actual wool fibers. Mm -hmm. So that causes it to pop as well. And yeah, on this one, you can see the, the 
silk had a little bit of sparkle to mm -hmm. it. I and see so it, yeah. it kind of pops out when the light hits it just right. Mm, and then beautiful. this year I'm going to add a little bit of beading to my work, mm -hmm. um, you know, around specific areas just to, again, give it a little more pop. And I also work with a lot of um, curly wool. Like you can get these wools that are, uh, that are come naturally off the animal and they're either undyed or dyed, uh, beautiful colors again, and so they're very curly, like, you know, just having really, really curly hair, and mm -hmm. I will uh, also incorporate that into the design as well. Mm, lots of special little attention to detail going on. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Well, Shannon, what if someone needed a particular hat? They like the style, didn't quite fit them right, want a different color. Are you open to commissions? Oh, yes, I do. Um, a few every year and that for that very reason they'll they'll find one they'll love the shape but it's brown and orange and they have a blue coat mm -hmm. and they would like me to make one that's got blue in it to tie into their coat now I will tell people and I do the best I can to get a very very similar shape but I never know what I'm gonna get mm -hmm. I really don't so I can come close to the shape but each hat is individual it's mm -hmm. it's, its own style and uh, so yes, I do. I do them all the time. And then a lot, if if because there are specific shapes that I work with pretty regularly, if someone is leaning toward a, a certain shape that looks nice on them, that's the one that um, I will work to to recreate when I mm -hmm. uh, make them a commissioned hat. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, as you can tell, it's important to stop by Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street and check out Shannon's hats. Uh, get ready for fall now because yes. they are really beautiful. You will have a unique art piece and, you know, That's yeah, wonderful. we can hang art on our walls. We do that all the time, but let's wear it too exactly. and feel very that. special like Shannon described, framing your face giving you a special different perk or look to um especially in your the cold outings. weather you know it, it puts a little happiness in a gloomy day when the skies are, are gray you know indeed well thank you so much for joining us on art talk live today shannon thank you for having me i'm so excited to hear more background about your hats i i do love wearing mine <laughs> so Please join us again. This is Lynette Fast on Art Talk Live. And remember that we are open to a live audience here at Noise Art Gallery. The second Friday of every month, I'm recording from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. so that we can make these podcasts. And we would love to have you stop by the gallery and listen in to those interviews live. Come back and join us again. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.